Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com. Performance USA, the greatest entertainers in America, as requested by you, the fighting men of the United States Armed Forces throughout the world. Performance. Presented this week and every week till it's over, over there. Hello there, men. Here's Command Performance Number 10, sparkling with the brightest stars in Hollywood who have come out tonight just for you. Our first letter is from Private First Class GRT, whereabouts known but censored. He says, Dear Command Performance, a lot of us out here saw Pat O'Brien, that great picture, The Fighting 69th, and we'll always remember his characterization of Father Francis Patrick Duffy, regimental chaplain. Well, maybe it's just our imagination, but we've got a chaplain here who reminds us a lot of Pat O'Brien. Do you suppose you could get Pat to come on and say a few words for us? What do you think, buddy? Here he is, one of the entertainment industry's biggest names, and a guy with a heart to match, Pat O'Brien. <laughs> Thank you, Paul Douglas. And hello to Uncle Sam's fighting men all over the world. And incidentally, thanks, Private First Class DRT, for that grand letter. I suppose all of you at one time or another have heard of the Hollywood agent, the man who represents the artists and for this earns 10% of the performer's salary. Well, on command performance, there's no 10% for the agent, no 90% for the stars, just 100% for you. Here's our first letter. And you better listen sharply because it's about the size of a fast telegram. From Jose Field, Puerto Rico. Dear sir, I would like to request Sammy Kay to sing Dear Mom, please, for my own dear mom. Thank you. Private MR, only an American soldier could say so much in so few words. And here's your answer. Sammy Kay with his orchestra and Dear Mom.
from the soldier boy to his mother, these words by Alan Foster. Dear Mom, the weather today was cloudy and damp. Your package arrived but was missing a stamp. Your cake made a hit with all the boys in the camp. How they love it. And more. The food is okay, don't worry your head. I sleep pretty well, but I miss my old bed. And oh, how I wish they'd make this army co-ed till I love it. If you should run into a certain you-know-who, please do this for me. Give her a kiss for me. Tell her to write me. Nightly, dear mom. That's all for tonight. The bugle just blew. Tomorrow's a big day with plenty to do. I like it here, but I'm kinda homesick for you. For I love you, dear mom. Sammy Kay and Company. Now our weekly ration of news from the sporting world, presented by that popular man about town and former light heavyweight boxing champion of the world, Slapsy Maxy Rosenberg. Thanks, Pat, and hello, fellas. Gosh, there's so much going on in the sports world, I hardly know where to begin. Let me see now. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Mo, how did my brother get in there? <laughs> of course, you know, the big news today is baseball. Last year, I was manager of a girls' baseball team myself. I'm afraid we're not going to have the team this year because all those girls became riveters at Lockheed. <laughs> of course, the big thing today is night baseball. On account of everybody's working in defense plants during the day. The other night, I pitched a game that lasted 23 innings. The Empire finally called the game on account of daylight. <laughs> you, know, you know, a lot of people ask me how I could stay out there pitching so long. 23 innings. You know why? Because I'm a human domino. <laughs> but I guess I'm, I'm afraid I'll have to quit soon because my doctor said I may get hit with the ball and get conclusion of the brain. <laughs> Next week, as you probably know, they're running the Kentucky Derby. This year, I'm not going. No, sir. No more betting on horses for me. The last time, I, the last horse I bet on came in so late, 
he had her tiptoe into the stable so he wouldn't wake up the other horses. <laughs> oh. Now for some news about boxing. I read in a paper where Max Schmeling had given up his plans to make a comeback. While shot of boxing in the gymnasium, he mistook his own shadow for Joe Lewis and said, That's all, brother. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you fellas heard. This week, Abe Simon announced his retirement from the ring. I saw his fight with Lewis, and I don't blame him. In the middle of the sixth round, Lewis hit him and knocked him right through the ropes into my lap, where I was sitting in the first row. I said, get back there and fight. And Simon said, why should I? It's the first time in my life I ever sat in a $10 seat. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I read that. <clears throat> well, how's your face? Not again. Well, fellas, I told you all the sport news. Now I'd like to ask you a favor. Really, I would. In visiting the camps, a lot of the soldiers showed me around, and I kept asking a lot of silly questions. Finally, down at Fort Knox, one soldier walked up to me and said, and he called me an imbecile. Well, what I'd like to know, fellas, is that higher than a second lieutenant? <laughs> well, I want to thank everyone for giving me this opportunity to say hello. And good luck to you all. So long. Thank you, Maxie. Thank you. Nice pitching and nice switching, too. Out there on the highways, along the high seas, you men of the United States Merchant Marine are delivering the goods for this big business of war. Command performance is for fighting men only. And that means you, for they don't come any tougher than you guys. Tonight, especially for all of you in the Merchant Marine... That famous swing group, the Merrimax, take an order for full steam ahead and give out with Hey Mabel. When she's walking down the street, all the boys yell mighty sweet. Hey Mabel, wait for me. When she wears that diamond ring, all the boys begin to sing. Hey Mabel, wait for me. Popular as a gal can be, a household name in every family. But the one she wants so bad ain't the guy who yells like that. Hey, Mabel, wait for me. There's a girl who lives next door to me. She's got the fellas all on the tree. They go for her in a great big way. But she won't give him a tumble, and here is what she'll say. When I'm walking down the street, all the boys yell mighty sweet. Hey, Mabel! Yeah. Wait for me! When I wear that diamond ring, all the boys begin to sing. Hey, Mabel! Mm -hmm. Wait for me! She's as popular as a gal can be. A household name in every family. The one I want so bad Ain't the guy who yells like man Hey, Mabel! Wait for me When she's walking down the street All the boys yell so sweetly Hey, Mabel, listen to me, Mabel Wait for me When she wears a diamond ring All the boys start and sing Hey, Mabel, listen to me, Mabel Wait for me she is just as popular as a gal can be. 
gratitude to the Merrimax. Now here's a letter from KRC, who's with the Coast Guard somewhere in the North Atlantic. He didn't give his rank, but he says this. Dear Command Performance, our gang hardly believed it at first when you said right to command performance and the big stars will answer your request, but you're doing it. And no box tops either. And so here I am requesting Frank Morgan. We'll all be looking forward... Oh, excuse me, Pat. Uh, may I intrude? Well, if it isn't John Conti. I kind of expected you'd be popping in, John. There's a telegram here for you. Oh, thanks. I wonder who it's from. Let's see. Please see that Frank Morgan must be sure and go on the Well, I'll be hanged. You will? No kidding. Well, what is it? This wire's from the radio sponsor that Morgan and I work for, Pat. Morgan's promised to write an article for them about coffee. Coffee? How does that guy get the nerve to sell him such a bill of goods? Uh, excuse me. Is Mr. Morgan here? No, he's not here yet. I'm from the printing. We printed an article for Mr. Morgan about coffee, and I brought the proof for him to look at. Well, you better leave the stuff with me. I'll see that he gets it. Okay. Well, I still don't believe it. I don't know why you're so suspicious, John. Frank must know what he's doing. I guess so. Last week he did go to Maxwell House, and I've got the proof in my hand. You can't have proof of anything, Jockey. I never stayed at that hotel. Right. <laughs> Now, listen, fellas, I don't know what you're trying to hang on me, but I swear I got those towels for a press. Frank, we're not talking about towels. You're not? No, I got a wire about the article you promised to write. And here's the proof from the printer. Oh, uh, article, proof. Oh, yes, uh, let's see that, Cockney. Uh, Maxwell House Coffee and Authoritative Investigation. <laughs> if you'd be... Willing. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. You can't hide a pin that on me. What? He's uh, the... Gee, this is interesting. Oh, <laughs> uh, hello, Meredith Wilson. Hello. Oh, stop it. What about the article, Frank? Uh, yes. In conclusion, I would say this coffee is the finest coffee blend ever put on the market, and its flavor is enhanced by the regular grind and the drip, Frank Morgan. <laughs> Just a minute. There should be a period after that. <laughs> Frank, tell me one thing, will you? Why would anybody come to you for an article about coffee? <laughs> Are you serious, Jockey? Yes, I'm serious. For generations, the Morgans have been coffee growers, starting with my grandfather, Silex Morgan. <laughs> down through my aunt filter <laughs> and settling on the grounds of my uncle Java. I'm losing my grip, fellas. Did your ancestors just raise coffee, beans? <laughs> no. My family have long been exponents of scientific agriculture, raising every conceivable kind of vegetables, and the name of Morgan is synonymous with crop. <laughs> 
Japanese beetles have been at my nose. <laughs> Frank, I can't follow this. No, well, it's taking me a little time to get my bearings tonight. No. <laughs> but when you speak of the soil and the fascinating products of Mother Nature, you strike a responsive chord in my breath. Well, give him a chord, Meredith. Yeah. Uh, an A-flat, if you please. No! Now, you cut that out, John. Go on, Frank. Yes, I'm not going to waste any more time around here. I'm going home to my conservatory and dilly with my dahlias. Conservatory? Yes. Are you talking about that window box on your back porch? I'm referring to my ten acres under glass, jockey. A gorgeous tapestry of flowers. Botanists come from miles away to tinker with my rare blooms. Toy with my delicate ferns and pinch my exotic fruits. <laughs> what do you do with all that stuff? Well, it's my sole recreation these days. <laughs> Every morning I get up early while the dew still sparkles on the grass, and in my bare feet I wander slipshod through the cowslips. And I've got to... <laughs> He's getting into it now, folks. <laughs> then on my way back, I snatch a kumquat from a low-hanging bough, pinch a magno to see if it's ripe, and, <laughs> and carefully examine my citrus crops for curly leaf. Citrus crops? Yes. A thousand trees, heavy with oranges. And I can remember when I didn't have a pot to smudge in. <laughs> I tried to raise. Yes. Time and again, I failed to bring the bud to full growth on account of the depredations of the plant pest known as Limax gastropodia. Limax gastropodia? What's that? A small slug. I'll have a straight snort. No chaser? Just water. Well, I'll take ginger. What are we... You stop that, John. Go on, Frank. Thank you, Meredith. Where was I? Fooling with some young buds. Yes. <laughs> They were pretty high school girls, and I didn't... I thought... <laughs> wait a minute. I'm going home. Oh, wait. I'm sorry, Frank. What? Did, did you ever raise the black orchid? No. Fate was against me. Really? <laughs> when I got rid of the slugs, I battled aphides. Then came a siege of pincer pants. And... <laughs> and... <laughs> Believe it or not, gentlemen, for nine long weeks, I had ants in my plants. <laughs> I finally gave up in disgust and went on to some other experiments. Oh, I know just how it feels, boy. Back in Mason City, we had some skunk cabbage on the South 40 and it drove us all... Oh, silence! Sure. <laughs> I was determined to produce a black flower with an attractive odor, so I engaged a young female botanist to assist me. Uh -huh. She was quite experienced in an unsophisticated sort of a way, and we spent many happy days together in my greenhouse. <laughs> Experimenting? Of <Sure>. course. <laughs> she was a pretty little thing. Always 
neatly dressed in a garden costume as she worked on hybrids. Blue? <laughs> well, she wore shorts, but you could all blue. <laughs> you mean flowers? Yes, certainly. Soon came the eventful day when I finally developed the black rose. I won the first prize. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Hold it, I was waiting for that. Oh, you were? You say you developed the black rose? Well, I was one of the first... I did... I did didn't I? You did not. Oh. The black rose was developed by Father Richard. He did? Better known as the Padre of the Roses at Santa Barbara Mission. Oh, Father Barbara. <laughs> well, when the blue carnation first bloomed, I was the you one... You had I, nothing I, to do with it. That was I, Burbank. It was, uh... Burbank. Yeah. Uh, Glendale, Pomona. Well, <laughs> I, 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 Meredith. Can't think of anything, Frank. No. <laughs> you know about, uh, botany, cottony? Plantony. <laughs> well, I guess I won't bore no, you. No, you don't, little, Frank. Uh, an awful lot of steam here tonight about raising flowers. Now, tell us one thing you've experimented with. Now, look here, my forward young bumpkin. I'm not going to oh, stand around, Frank, for my sake. Well, all right. <laughs> Jockey, inasmuch as you're so familiar with plant raising, possibly you've heard about my experiment with a common forget-me-not and the bachelor button. No, I haven't. Oh, you haven't. Well, then I can speak freely. <laughs> recorded in the annals of the American Horticultural Society, you'll find a complete record of how I toiled ceaselessly to graft the bachelor's button onto the forget-me-not. Did you finally do it, Frank? I did, my boy. And what was the result? Zippers. Well, so... Calling Mrs. R.C.C. in Trinidad. Your letter of March 15th got into Hollywood a short time ago. That work that you and your husband and brother are doing down there as American civilians is what makes all of us 130 million fighting Americans, whether we're in uniform, overalls, or business suits. It's a pleasure of command performance to send you in the United States Volunteer Corps in Trinidad, Miss Frances Lankford with six hits and a miss and the song Embraceable You. <laughs> Embrace me, you 
Francis Langford, and now for the fighting men everywhere, we give you George Burns and Gracie Allen. Uh, this is Gracie Allen, your Hollywood reporter, bringing you the latest inside gossip oh, about... Oh, I, I see. You're going to tell the boys what's going on in Hollywood, huh? Well, sure, George. A soldier isn't interested only in the front he's fighting on. He's interested in the home front and all the other fronts. He's interested in Lana Turner and Betty Grable. Never mind, never mind. Well, I'm just bursting with news about film stars. Now, boys, take Ann Sheridan, for instance. Uh, how long will that offer be open? Oh. <laughs> oh, George, I've got some marvelous story to tell the boys about... Dorothy Lamar and Paulette Goddard and Hedy Lamar. But first, don't you think I ought to tell them about Edna May Oliver? <laughs> forget it, huh? I would, yeah. <laughs> And if I were you, I'd forget the whole thing. Well, I don't know why. I know my uncle was in the last war. He was a field marshal, and I used to write him all the gossip. Your, uh, your and... uncle was a field marshal? Well, he wasn't exactly a field marshal. He was more like a, like a marshal field. <laughs> Marshall Field? Well, sort of between a Marshall Field and a court plaster. Huh? Well, what I mean is, every time he was plastered, he got court martialed. I, uh, I, I see what you mean. Uh, he was more like a brigadier general. A brigadier general? Well, no, he wasn't exactly a brigadier general. He was... Generally in the brig. He uh, probably was the second lieutenant. That's what he was, the second lieutenant. Yes. And he liked all the gossip about Hollywood. Yeah, that's why I know the boys will like it. Mm. Uh, so, fellas, I have a little surprise for you. Uh, you'll, um, you'll soon receive those nice backless sweaters that I've been knitting for you. Just a minute, and... just a minute. You, you've been knitting backless sweaters? Well, yeah. The Red Cross told me to knit some sweaters for the boys at the front. <laughs> now I know where that old joke comes from. I see you're back from the front. Oh, please. <laughs> bad, well, now here's a piece of scandal, fellas. The studios... The studios won't let Gene Autry or any other cowboy star sing deep in the heart of Texas. I give up. Why not? Well, because when they get to that part where they clap their hands together, they always fall off their horses. Well, I hope Gene Autry doesn't fall on his guitar. His guitar. <laughs> oh, and boys, here's a piece of inside information that's absolutely exclusive. Go right ahead. I found out the real reason why Veronica Lake wears her hair over one eye. Uh, why? She likes it that way. <laughs> well, I, I hope the FBI doesn't find out about it. Oh, and boys, here's something you'd never guess. Madeline Carroll is very nearsighted. Wait a minute, she's nearsighted? Yeah, George. I was out with her the other day and she said, Gracie, don't look now, but here comes the wolf. 
And, uh, and when he came up close, it was Bob Hope. I say. You, you know, she ought to wear glasses. No, no, no. Look, uh, Gracie, a wolf is a fellow who's always running after girls. Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> Bob likes the girls I gather. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he likes the girls he gathers, That's too. That's right, too. <laughs> see, George, you know that other fellow who's on the radio isn't that way at all? You know, we saw him at the Brown Derby. Oh, he's an Indian. An Indian? Yeah. Oh, yeah, a red skeleton. <laughs> red skeleton? Yeah, don't you remember he was sitting with Edgar Bergen? Well, he isn't an Indian. Oh. No? No. Well, then who scalped Edgar Bergen? <laughs> he, uh, he went to an army barber. Oh. Yeah. Well, anyway, boys... This gossip about Red Skelton is that he had to give up playing the cello. Well, why? Well, his landlady wouldn't let him take it up to his room unless he married it. <laughs> oh, and, and fellas, if you ever meet Irene Dunn, there's something uh, I want to tell you about way, Irene Gracie, Dunn. By the way, Gracie, what's Irene Dunn doing? Dunn doing? George, <laughs> what kind of English is that? <laughs> what English is that? I says, what's Irene Dunn doing? <laughs> you mean, what's Irene Dunn? Gracie, Gracie, isn't Irene Dunn a motion picture star? Yeah, I saw her in Kenny Serenade. Well, that's the picture that Irene Dunn did. Dunn did? <laughs> well, that's even worse than Dunn doing. <laughs> Look, Gracie, when Irene Dunn does a picture, it doesn't mean that Irene Dunn done a picture. It means that Irene Dunn did a picture, and the picture that Dunn did is what Dunn's done. <laughs> got to go now, boys. Come on, George. I'll take your left arm and the nurse will take your right. Don't worry. Nobody can hurt you. Oh. So long, boys. And good luck. Well, fellas, that's it for this time. Before we say goodnight, though, we want to take a moment right now to tip our hats and to tip our hearts to you fellows up there in the front line. This is Pat O'Brien saying so long to each and every member of Uncle Sam's armed forces. And by the way, if you happen to bump into a certain paper hanger, give him a little pace just for me, will you? Remember, gang, we'll be with you again real soon, but right now we've got a knockoff. In the meantime, fella... You knock them off over there. Thank you for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.